uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for all the people that's listening and chiming in. You didn't have to do it, but you did it anyway. So I appreciate you doing that. Hopefully that way, if we can learn how to agree to disagree, and we can live like people. When I make the hard topics, I say the hard things, I make the thing itch scratch. So if your itch is not scratching, and you're scratching on the itch, maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror. So I'm not here for no drama. I'm not here for no nothing. Just to learn, 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 and edify. This is from learning situations only. So I'm not here to get anybody's hairs up. So, again, thank you. And hopefully we can agree to disagree. Better be careful what you advise, yeah. Cause you just might get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want a woman I can care about. You know how to get it Cause I'm gonna get it to you, baby She wanna do it in the morning Afternoon and in the evening Breaking Cause she wanna get it on where the world is watching to see what Israel's next move will be. Here's a live shot now of the border with Gaza tonight where Israeli tanks and soldiers are massing, some shooting in the background, waiting for the order to go in. More than a million Palestinians in northern Gaza were yesterday given 24 hours to evacuate. That deadline has now passed. All packed up with nowhere to go. In cars, by donkey cart, but mostly on foot. 1.1 million Palestinians given 24 hours to leave. Generations of refugees displaced again. It happened to our grandfathers, this man says. It's happening to us now. Between bombs, the Israeli Defence Force dropped leaflets. Leave your homes immediately, they said. Gaza City is now a battlefield. For your own safety, don't return until further notice. Up to 2,000 Gazans have now been killed in the relentless attack from the air. At least 600 of them are children. Quickly, quickly, Ahmed tells his son. The family is getting out in a hurry. They don't know when they'll be able to return home or even if they'll have a home to come back to. The United Nations is warning of a bone-chilling humanitarian catastrophe. The situation in Gaza has reached a dangerous new low, moving more than one million people across a densely populated war zone to a place with no food, water or accommodation when the entire territory is under siege is extremely dangerous and in some cases simply not possible. A week on from the horrific surprise attack by Hamas that left more than 1,300 Israelis dead, a column of tanks moves into place. Israel's biggest ever military build-up around Gaza, waiting for the order to invade. 
People in southern Israel have always lived with some element of fear. Kibbutz Berry is surrounded by razor wire, but they'd never have dreamt of this nightmare scenario. The village looks like a war zone because it is. This is where Hamas militants ran through on a murderous riot. Their discarded uniforms black with Arabic writing. Their calling card, a shoulder-mounted grenade through the wall of this home. Normal life was put on hold in the most cruel and horrific way. There's still food in the fridge here. The dishwasher is still flashing. It's hard to see normality returning here. Abducted from here in a car by militants, a young family, Yarden, husband Alon and their three-year-old son Geffen. They managed to escape close to the border before Yarden handed over her boy to her husband. While the terrorists are chasing them, running after them, while shooting at them, okay, she cannot run as fast enough. She just gave Alon her husband Geffen my nephew, that he can run faster, and he managed to do that. Hiding for 24 hours, father and son survived, but Yarden is feared to have been taken hostage. There's no trace of her. There is no higher level of, uh, of uh, worry that can be than uh, the one that I'm uh, experiencing right now. We, the Jewish people, we have a pretty high bar for cruelty. I think that this is, uh, can be uh, considered among the um, uh, horrific uh, experience that we know in our history. I think that you and I are walking right now on historical ground of uh, insane massacre of cruelty, brutality, barbarism to the highest extent. Also, I miss... See, y'all hear what they talking about, y'all. Y'all hear this guy talking about Jewish this, Jewish this. And they, they are the people that sold our forefathers into captivity. They the one furnished the boat. They the one had him. So how in the heck can they talk about somebody and they did the heinous crime of our people? This is what I understand. And this is what I want y'all to get and observe. Let's analyze. It's near daybreak Friday morning. The war now claiming at least 2,800 lives on both sides with the Israeli military preparing for possible ground invasion in Gaza. The Israel Defense Forces releasing new video showing its service members rescuing hostages held by Hamas, some naked and bloody. The IDF says the operation from the first day of war rescued about 250 hostages alive. The chief of the general staff addressing the nation Thursday saying the IDF is fighting ruthless terrorists who have committed acts that are beyond belief. We will always be there. By your side. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken in Israel meeting with survivors of the Hamas terror attacks and Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Blinken promising support. This is, this must be, a moment for moral clarity. Hamas is ISIS, and just as ISIS was crushed, so too will Hamas be crushed.
Israeli officials say a complete siege of Gaza will remain in place until Hamas frees the 150 hostages it's taken since Saturday. U.S. officials estimate at least five are American. The death toll of U.S. citizens rising to 27 Thursday, and the number of missing now sits at 14, according to White House National Security Spokesman John Kirby. Kirby says the U.S. is... So they trying to... They trying to make because the Americans up here to have them have a reason to go out there and fight. Oh, it's some Americans out there and we got to go save our people. You see the crap, the counsel and the, the mindset that they trying to put on? How many people they went out there and, 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 and tried to save in America? They don't even try to save the people over here that's hungry in the street, that's starving. If you ain't about their issues or you ain't on their payroll, then they ain't even studying you. Let's analyze. They're arranging flights for Americans trying to leave Israel. Beginning tomorrow, the United States government will arrange charter flights to provide transportation from Israel to sites in Europe. They're still working through some of the details of that to assist U.S. citizens and their immediate family members. Now, Kirby says the White House is also exploring other options, including helping Americans leave by sea as well. He also said the U.S. has no plans to send troops to Israel. We also know of Americans, even Angelinos, going to Israel to fight. We, we will have that report coming up. And then also I spoke to a native Angelino who happened to be there visiting his daughter. He's now stuck in the middle of war. We'll have his story that's coming up at 630. James Longman in Tel Aviv. Good morning, James. Yeah, good morning, Lindsay. I'm at a strike site in central Tel Aviv where a Hamas rocket hit late last night. You can see the building is entirely destroyed, debris crushing uh, the cars on this street. And this just does not happen in central Tel Aviv. These streets should be packed with people. It is the weekend, but this is a country now at war. And the fighting is continuing in six locations close to the Gaza Strip where the Israeli Defense Forces are trying to clear out those Hamas militants that caused so much carnage. This morning, Israel launching its offensive front against the Palestinian militant group Hamas after an unprecedented, deadly and widespread attack on Israeli soil. Here, Israeli armed forces target Palestinians at the Israel-Gaza border fence. President Netanyahu saying the first stage is ending by the destruction of the vast majority of the enemy forces that infiltrated our territory. Saturday morning, thousands waking up to sirens and explosions. More than 500 Israelis are dead, at least 2,000 injured in the complex Hamas military operation that took the nation by surprise by air, land and sea. Israeli officials reporting that at least 30 policemen were killed in the fighting with Hamas-affiliated gunmen. Overnight, Israel's answer to Hamas terror illuminates the night sky. Airstrikes rain down on the Gaza Strip. Another airstrike flattening this Gaza high-rise. Israel says it's targeting Hamas command locations. The Palestinian Health Ministry says more than 300 Palestinians have been killed, nearly 2,000 others injured. But these scenes are only a glimpse of what may come as Israel prepares its fuller response. Hamas video shows armed Palestinian militants crossing into Israel on foot and by motorbike. Near the border, militants running on foot with hostages. Armed fighters firing shots into Israeli camps, bodies lining the streets, some shot in their cars. Above, 
a barrage of rockets from Gaza. The sky streaked with smoke. The IDF says more than 2,000 Hamas rockets were fired towards Israel. Plumes of black smoke coming from Israeli neighborhoods. Cars on fire after a rocket struck this parking lot. A hospital suffering a direct hit. Emergency exits crushed, water spraying from pipes. The scale of the war uh, that's already taken place is something that uh, we haven't seen before. Volunteer EMS workers saying they treated a thousand people yesterday alone. One of the things that we're facing now, even after just one day, uh, due to the, the sheer scale of uh, the operation, is a shortage of medical supplies already. We, we've already emptied out our entire logistics headquarters. At least 50 Israeli hostages have been freed by security forces overnight, but officials believe dozens of Israelis, soldiers and civilians are being held hostage in Gaza. Yoni Asher, a husband and father of two, says his wife and children, who he says are seen here in this video, were kidnapped. It was a nightmare came true. Um, um, we, didn't, we didn't expect that it will be in such power. You know, we, we, we never thought that so many terrorists can past the border, so many terrorists can, can do such damage. The destruction devastating, unlike anything Israel has seen in more than 50 years. Questions now mounting about how this massive attack was not detected by Israeli intelligence. An attack of this complexity would have required massive amounts of logistical movement, would have required operational planning. All of these things should have been picked up by some form of intelligence. When Hamas took control of Gaza in 2007, Israel enforced a permanent blockade. Tensions have escalated ever since, including a bloody 11-day war in 2021 over competing claims to the holy sites of Temple Mount. So what happens next? Well, we've already seen these massive airstrikes, but will there be a ground assault? We know that Israeli forces are massing on the Gaza border, but we're talking about more than two million people in one of the most densely populated places on Earth. It is not simple. And what about the regional ramifications? We've heard about a border exchange, mortify between Hezbollah uh, and the Israelis in the north now. So there is a wider implication here, but make no mistake, we have not seen the beginning of Israel's true response yet. At unfolding in the Middle East, Israel has declared war after Hamas militants launched a surprise coordinated attack, the scale of which is hard to believe. As we go to air, more than 300 Israelis have been killed and about 750 are missing. At least 250 Palestinians have died in retaliation strikes. Edward Godfrey begins our coverage and we warn some parts of this story are very confronting. Israel strikes back. A 12-storey apartment complex flattened by missiles fired from Israeli warplanes. Hours before, Hamas militants staged an unprecedented, coordinated attack. From the air... ...at sea and on land. Crossing into Israel, breaking through the Gaza border using whatever they could. Overwhelming Israeli forces, setting fire to tanks, pulling out the troops inside and riding off with them towards Gaza, prisoners of a new war. Hamas raiding parties, shooting citizens in the street. 
videos posted online showing Hamas seizing whoever they could and taking them hostage. A mother and her two children abducted. The capture posted on an Arabic social media feed. Armageddon is coming to the Holy Land. 24 hours is what the IDF has given the UN to evacuate the northern Gaza Strip. Once they go in there, Hezbollah gets activated and this whole region flares up like a Canadian forest fire. It's going to get very ugly and NATO is up to some very suspicious nuclear business today and all throughout next week in and around the mediterranean we got to talk about that guys i don't know how much time we have left so let's just get right to this video this is a map brought to you by the state department it shows you where all the level four travel advisories are red means dead if you stay in that country long enough and talk to the wrong people you're probably not gonna come back in one piece we're talking about countries like afghanistan iran iraq syria Yemen, Somalia, Sudan, Libya, Niger, Russia, Belarus, and of course Ukraine, who's currently in a hot war with the Russians. Now, red means that we've probably been at war with those countries in the past, are currently at war, or likely will be at war with in the future. Surprisingly, we still have some diplomacy with these countries that are in red. Either they're in disarray, or maybe we're somewhat at odds with them, but we're trying to rebuild those bridges. Case in point, Iraq. We have an embassy, that's a blue star, and we have a consulate, that's a red star. This is a good sign. This is a, a hedge against going to all-out war with the country. If you have an embassy, that's a great diplomatic channel. And if the country isn't in red, then you know that war is not imminent. However, take a look at Lebanon. Right now, it's a level three travel advisory, meaning that the risk is high and you should reconsider travel. Not quite red yet, but I'm thinking that as soon as shit pops off here in the Gaza Strip, because they're gonna go in in the north, that's when this is going to first turn red. There's gonna be a travel advisory. You're gonna start to see maybe not the evacuation of people, but you might. It might actually turn into an evacuation. Surprisingly, Israel is still in yellow, which is strange to me. And maybe this just hasn't been updated yet. When is this? This is October 2nd, 2023. Okay, so that was right before things went down. So I have a sneaking suspicion that the uh, travel advisory is higher right now, considering I mean, many other countries are evacuating. So again, you can't take this as the gospel with respect to how things are going to heat up. This is the American government interpretation of how bad it's going to get. Many other countries have evacuated their citizens. Now, in Lebanon, it's level three. When this turns to red, there's a very good chance that Hezbollah is going to start engaging in a crossfire with the Israelis in the north. And when that embassy is evacuated, that's when all hell breaks loose. That's when you know that, you know, maybe Syria is getting involved, the Lebanese themselves, the government, and not Hezbollah is possibly getting involved. Because what likely will be the chain of events, if you can play this out in your mind, is Israel tomorrow invades northern Gaza Strip. Hezbollah does some stuff. This aircraft carrier that's out here that you can't see on the screen, the Gerald R. Ford, maybe they engage... Uh, either Hamas or Hezbollah in some way, shape, or form. When that first shot is fired, all hell could break loose. 
and I do believe that all hell is going to break loose around the world in one way or another, all right? Because the situation is much different than it was in 2008. There's a much higher percentage of Islamic people spread throughout the world. The Islamic diaspora is much bigger and it's causing unrest. The New York people are calling in all the police to work tomorrow because they think the shit's going to go down. It might, it might not. It might be a big nothing burger to try to instill more fear in us so they can take more of our rights away. Who the hell knows? See, I don't understand this. This is something I don't understand either. There's a whole lot of countries that he had named right. And all these people are leaving those countries, going to other countries, making it kind of uneven and unrest for the other citizens for other countries. Right? So, because Israel want to shoot up the whole world because they got all these riflemen bullets that hindering everybody else's life I don't understand that I don't understand why everybody that is being oppressed by Israel or have a problem with Israel knock on their door and have a conversation with them and if they don't want to have a conversation They get bygone be bygones. But it seems like, just like we in America, how every time our people, our nation, try to build something, the crafty council of Caucasianists come along and destroy it, manipulate it, dilute it disenfranchise it some way somehow because if you listen if you go and listen to an older thinking man that's seen the things and how America flew in in the process of him living go get you an 80 old man that been in America who got his right mind and got some and got some wisdom on how the world changed in his decade. Now you can understand the mindset of who you dealing with. And you can feel the hurt and pain that you getting or going to get when you dealing with that. Now this is all Bible prophecies y'all. Now, we heard the brother, Bishop Nathaniel, say that Ishmael, Ishmael is Hebrew, right? I mean, Ishmael, Abraham, right? They're supposed to be the Muslims. Arabs and all them and all that. He said, if you listen to my podcast, why well, I want to be a Muslim too. He said this was going to happen. And why it's going to happen. And so happening, 
This is manifesting, man. He said, all the Muslims gonna get up together. We gonna see how they oppressing all these, these Muslims and all this. We gonna see in those areas is all them Muslims gonna rally up and fight against America and Israel. We gonna see. We gonna see how they planning out and we're going to see how it's going to narrow it out. Because, and y'all don't realize, fam, in America, this is going to affect us too. But half of y'all ain't even trying to hear it. Half of y'all so much on that doo-doo paper, y'all ain't got time to hear it. But when the lights go off, and you looking around, and you seeing people in all this disarray, then you know your time is over. You ain't got no type of preparedness. And all this is raveling up, man. If the Bible says that we got next, in order for us to have next, Things got to unravel. Now, what you talking about, Faye? What you talking about? Okay. When you go to the book of Genesis and you read the book about the scripture about the story about Esau and Jacob, and Esau came out first and held Jacob. And was holding Jacob ankle and wasn't letting him go. Trying to pull him back in because they was fighting in the womb. All through the pregnancy. So Esau with his crafty counseling. Came out first. And Jacob our forefather had his um, leg. Then you go to the book of Ezra. And the book of Ezra tell you what that prophecy is. And what it means. He says. The book of Ezra says, Esau is the last ruling of this earth and Jacob is the one that come forth. This is all in Bible prophecy, y'all. All this America and how America put their foundation and they ink and they folly and they crafty counsel and they wicked, all that stuff going down. And most of y'all so willing lynch, lynch into it that y'all don't even know how y'all gonna, y'all survive. Y'all don't even know how y'all mindset gonna be. Most men gonna be hollering like women. Watch and see. Watch and see. You're not prepared mentally, you're not prepared physically, and you're not prepared emotionally. And when you're unprepared, fam, you know what happened. But nah, but nah, I don't believe that, man. I don't believe that. 
I'm going to get my INC, get my own business, man. I don't believe what this joker said. I'm about to get me another job, man. I got to pay for this car payment. I don't believe what that dude said. Man, I'm about to buy me a house. I ain't worried about what this dude said. Man, there he go with that Bible stuff again. I ain't worried about him. Okay. You keep letting the keep letting the devil keep putting them narratives in your mind. You keep allowing the devil to put that narrative in your heart. You keep allowing the devil to put that narrative in your walk. Keep on. You know, we understand why they ain't producing all this stuff on the news, man. Why are they continuing trying to shoot this COVID vaccine in us, man? Why they say in about 40 to 50 days that they go on a digital currency, man. So if this digital currency go out, it comes out. What is your mindset is, black man? What's your mindset is? All this that I say, and when this currency come out, and this is another currency that they could take away, you can't hold, you can't see, it's just air. And then you say something slick, they could take it away from you. I don't know. Are y'all ready for this new revelation that they put on us? Do this revelation that they putting on us got a good taste in it? I don't know. But I know this revelation that I see right now is very bitter. And so unfortunately, most of y'all ain't even gonna get it. So unfortunately, most of y'all scared and want to act like this is not going to happen because y'all like that bird that stick their head in the ground when that lion about to attack him, acting like if the lion don't see him, it ain't there. That's what y'all do, man. And y'all need to shake that out, man. Y'all need to shake that stuff right there out y'all mindset. And be ready and prepared, man. We got so much, we got so comfortable in what we doing. We got so comfortable in how we live in America under colonialism, white supremacy, and KKK, and under oppression, and all these crafty candles. We so, we so comfortable in this. So, if we so comfortable in this, the most high got to shake the rocks up and make most of y'all uncomfortable. Because most of y'all been comfortable for so, so long. And some people like me, we just be comfortable just for a little bit. And then some other uncomfortability comes in our lives that we got to deal with. But that's a blessing for us. 
Because we can switch from comfort to uncomfort in a moment. But how about these people that never been uncomfortable? They might have had a burden, but never been uncomfortable. You may have had a situation and then you became comfortable again. And now you comfortable. So when is all y'all going to do when the uncomfortable spirit comes out? When the uncomfortable spirit brings all these unhappy things that you're not preparing yourself or you're not looking at the most high to try to get you out of this situation. Because Deuteronomy 28 says, Deuteronomy 28.68 says, No man will redeem you out of this wickedness, out of this situation. All these men, all these leaders, all these people in this world who call themselves black or whatever, trying to redeem themselves out of this captivity, and the Most High say, There's no way that anybody going to redeem you out of this captivity but me. Most High going to show the world who's the true children of God, who's the real God, and put his order back in place like it once was. Man can't do that. Only the Most High. In order for him to do this, Habit has to occur in the world. Unrest has to occur in the world. And now, the time is on unrest. And if you don't believe it, if you ain't ready, or you ain't seeing it, Shame on you. I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police could kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I gotta ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech, cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth, try to act defend the shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work, specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this, but the peace to Marcus. Got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock.
Vladimir Putin's just met with one of Russia's top diplomats for the latest updates about the conflict, as well as the associated humanitarian crisis, as says Israeli military amasses its forces for a potential invasion of Gaza. Let's cross live now to RT correspondent Umaima Isha, who's in the Moscow studio. Um, Uma, can you give us more details, please, about this meeting between Vladimir Putin and the deputy foreign minister? Now, before holding his five international phone conversations, including conversations with the Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, as well as the Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas, the Russian President Vladimir Putin met with the Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Ryabkov, and they've discussed the recent events and updates on the situation in the Middle East. Now, the Deputy Foreign Minister uh, pointed out and reported that the situation keeps on getting worse and that the tensions are increasing. He also added that a threat of an Israeli ground operation in Gaza remains very high and that operations of the IDF are indiscriminate. He pointed out that the residents of Gaza are essentially now in a state of a humanitarian catastrophe and that the United States remains primarily responsible of the current conflict. Let's take a listen. In our assessment, the situation in the conflict zone in the Middle East is expected to get worse. The Russian Federation is making maximum efforts in the political sphere, including through the UN Security Council, where we have introduced a draft resolution focused on humanitarian issues. The United States, which bears the main responsibility for this traumatic and severe crisis, since it has tried for many years to monopolize the peace process, has ignored the relevant UN Security Council resolutions. That is now preventing a proper solution. And as the conflict is spiraling out of control, it is a priority for Russia to get Russian citizens out of uh, the uh, danger zones uh, in the region. Now, the Kremlin has also called on an immediate ceasefire and, of course, he, it's calling uh, on the start of a political settlement process as soon as possible. Luma, thanks very much for walking us through that meeting between Sergei Rebkov and Vladimir Putin. Thank you. Arrest by Israeli police while she was reporting from a border area near Gaza. She told us what happened. We stopped by the road uh, and put our camera up. I was speaking in Arabic, of course, reporting. And then there came a police, traffic police. He stopped, he uh, went to speak to the cameraman. And I continued speaking on the live because I said he will check our IDs. We carry the press card and it's an Israeli press card. And then he will let us go like they did in the last uh, few days. Sometimes they would come, they would see our press card and then let us go. They took the cards and then they brought a military police car behind them from the border police who were fully uh, equipped with weapons m16 rifles and they were uh, ready uh, uh, the rifles were uh, immune with live bullets I saw I felt life threatened because they pulled their weapons on me and they told me to shut up when I tried to ask them why they're doing this I told them is this like uh, a forbidden area I don't see any signs and they said don't ask you are suspended. I told them all my, my only problem is that I stopped in the wrong place probably and I didn't know it was wrong, but I speak Arabic, that is your problem? He said yes. So we're not the first crew to get... He said that the humanitarian situation quote, will only deteriorate exponentially and that crucial life-saving supplies, including fuel, food and water, 
must be allowed into Gaza. So the UN is saying you must do this. You are saying you're not going to do this. Um, how do you? No, we're not. We're not saying that. He's saying do it. Yeah, he's saying doing it immediately. Is, what I'm saying is what, you, what you're doing. No, no. He's saying doing it. Doing okay. Doing immediately. I. Yeah. I got you. I'll tell you exactly what we're saying. I'm saying we will do everything for the Gazan people. Once and now, we demand immediate surrender, unconditional surrender of Hamas. If Hamas people come out with their hands up and clear their weapons, believe me, everything will be restored to Gaza. It is Hamas in Hamas hands. That, okay, if now I understand. Care- Thank you for clarifying that, sir. I, I think I think I think we're actually on the same page here. You're saying that once Hamas leaves, you'll you'll grant the the, the Gazan people food, shelter fuel, electricity, hospitals, schooling. And, in, and if they don't, and, and if Hamas doesn't leave, then they'll continue to starve and die in hospitals. You are defining for the international community right now, collective punishment. You're saying until until Hamas acts differently, the two million people in Gaza are gonna be treated this way. And once Hamas acts differently, these two million people in Gaza will be treated better. That is exactly what collective punishment is. You're holding them accountable for the actions of others. That is the definition, the textbook definition of, of, of collective punishment, sir. Now you may, you, you may accept that that's what you wanna do, but this is absolutely a contravention of international law. Well, I'll tell you exactly. No, had we had no, if we had we pushed them to the wall, we're not pushing them to the wall. We want to open a humanitarian corridor so they can leave. But if Hamas, so that who can Hamas, leave? so that who can leave? Citizens. You're saying civilians can leave, but only through the Rafah border, correct? At this point, yes. So they can't come. Where else? Your country. <laughs> they can come into Israel. I'm telling you one more thing. I want to say. Uh, no, no, but, but I want you to. I want you to address that point. Don't just smile, sir. Respectfully, you're saying they. they you're, not, you're making a corridor. I, they can go. To, they can go to Egypt. You're bombing them. You say you want to save them, but you, they can't come in. I, first of all, I'm not smiling. I'm crying in my. You said that the humanitarian situation. See, fam. I hope y'all really got that, because these people say they are the children of God, right? They are saying they. are the chosen children of God. Now look at this and look at this scenario and the situation. And you see he was smiling when he said that. Because I'm looking at him, he had a big grin like Kool-Aid on his face. That's why I tell, I, I say, with all no disrespect to the Muslim and Arab, Arab brothers or however y'all call y'all name, Ishmael, the seed of Ishmael. Y'all gonna have to rally up. Y'all gonna have to rally up. Because if they continue, you hear what this clown said. They got to come up with their hands up and and the shackles and all that other stuff so they could punish them people and everybody get punished. So how come we can't flip it on that way? Because these clowns acting like that, everybody in Israel get punished. And then y'all hear him say United States got something to do with it. I keep telling y'all women out here, y'all, and if y'all ain't listening to me, you're going to be shame on you. I hope you ready. I don't need no man. My job is my, my man. I don't need no man support. Man can't tell me what to do. Those errors right there, no mindset's gonna be gone. Because if you ain't with a man, you're gonna be ravished 
through a lot of men. Let's analyze. You are deranged, immoral, barbaric, bloodthirsty, racist savages. And the only thing you can do to try to make any of this seem justifiable is lie. Is to just lie by making up the most outrageous and absurd propaganda that no one who has ever ventured outside of their trailer park can believe. Hamas raped and murdered women. Hamas cut off the heads of babies. Come on. That just shows the way you think. The only way that you can make yourselves look good or make the Israelis look good is by creating this cartoonishly fiendish image of Hamas or any enemy that you want to fight because the truth is uh, no one is actually worse than you so you invent uh, all of these fanciful lies that girl who was uh, supposedly dead and paraded half naked on the day that the uh, Hamas incursion happened and it went all around social media you remember that well she's alive and well in a hospital right now surprise surprise Hamas doesn't rape women you rape women see fam everybody know the wickedness of the United States Everybody know in other countries and other nations, but us. And we've been in the frying pan so long, they don't cook us up and keep on stirring us like stir rice, stir fry. And we like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then we take our aggression out on each other because of somebody else mess. We got to think about this, fam. We see. Now, this, this guy telling you how they be looping and looping and throwing all this shade out, trying to make, trying to rectify they wrong. Trying to make they wrong right. This the mindset of wickedness. Now, I already told you, the Bible said the earth is given to the hands of the wicked. Now, let's analyze. This is how wicked Israel doing now, y'all. And y'all, and y'all ain't even watching these people and seeing how. And these people was the people that helped put our forefathers and furnish our forefathers on slave ships, captivity. Now they're showing the video. I'm watching the video, fam. And they got under here in the subcategory. The Israel military released doctor footage claimed to have killed resistant fighters. However, the video de decept unarmed individuals who are seen kneeling down before Israel's soldier subsequently shot, shot them from behind and then placed weapons beside their lifeless bodies. These are what they doing to all these these Israelite and all 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 these um Arabs and Muslims and all this. This is the racism of what they are doing. This is what their military is doing to y'all. And y'all sitting back there just like Africa and all them other places and just gonna let this happen. And we ain't even thinking about the our children, man. We allow all this stuff to happen and then have our children inherit this bull crap. Why are you having children? What's the purpose of having children if they got to live this bull crap? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I can't I can't call these dudes. 
I can't call them cowards. That's one thing I can't call y'all. But I can call you something else. You're going to be fools if you continue letting these people continue doing this and doing that and doing this. It got to stop. Y'all been warm with these people for all this time. They've been doing all this dirt. And then they come out here doing war crime and then trying to flip it like it's on y'all. They got to be stopped. Let's analyze. Three lies currently being told about Palestine. Number one. 40 babies were beheaded. This is completely false. No evidence has been provided for this. The claim comes from this journalist during a walk and talk. She makes the claim saying, I see in the distance more bodies being covered. Babies. Their heads cut off. Later in a tweet, however, she admits that she did not see bodies, but heard a soldier talking about it. Number two, people were raped. Also false. There is no evidence of this whatsoever. Number three, 250 people were killed at a concert. False. The only videos we have seen are people running away from the concert. There isn't a single video or photo suggesting that 250 people were killed at a concert or that a mass shooting took place. What we do have, however, are interviews of Israelis claiming that Palestinian resistance fighters were actually kind to them, merciful to them. So why are they lying? It's called atrocity propaganda. They lie about atrocities in order to incite emotions, hatred, and violence. Why? Because they are the ones planning to commit atrocities themselves. To do this, they need to convince you that Palestinians are barbaric animals that rape, torture, and head babies. This is a war of information. See, fam, you have to realize something. You know, we're not ready for it. But I hope the ones that listen, feeling me, Digesting me. I hope y'all ready, man. I hope y'all ready, man. I hope y'all ready, man. I hope y'all ready. We are back with a Fox News alert. FBI Director Christopher Ray is now warning Americans to stay vigilant for possible terror threats here at home. So, Ainsley, Ray fears that Hamas copycat attacks could happen on U.S. soil. Meanwhile, national security concerns rise at our southern border. That's because our Border Patrol agents have announced that four Iranians here illegally have been apprehended in Texas just in the last month. Alexandria Hoff is live at the White House with more. Alex. Hey guys, I'm here in the Washington Bureau right now. I actually, I want to comment because you guys were talking to Trey about uh, the idea of Hamas being an ideology and you don't have to train with Hamas terrorists to think like them. That's the message coming out from the FBI is that we should not discount the possibility that Hamas or other terrorist organizations will take advantage of the current conflict by calling on supporters to carry out an attack here in the United States. The Bureau's biggest concern is a solo assailant. We've got to be on the lookout, especially for lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own. 
This, of course, has sparked increased concern over the flow of migrants at our southern border. According to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, four Iranians have been apprehended since the beginning of this month. That is four. They're all considered to be special interest aliens. That's a term used to describe individuals coming from countries identified by the U.S. government as having conditions that promote or protect terrorism. Individuals may also have some suspicious travel patterns. And look at this. In the first 14 days of this fiscal year, over 30 Iranians were apprehended at the southern border, nearly 60 Syrians, 35 Pakistanis, more than 100 Russians, 285 Afghans, and nearly 2,000 Chinese migrants. Over the past two years, U.S. Border Patrol has encountered almost 73,000 special interest aliens, many of them from Middle Eastern countries. And just last week, CBP agents apprehended two Lebanese nationals in Eagle Pass, Texas. They were also considered to be special interest aliens. Lebanon, of course, home to Hezbollah. Guys. Wow. That's so scary. Yeah, and uh, there, are these, there are these two lawmakers, two congressmen in Washington, they're trying to pass that legislation so that uh, we don't allow anyone from from Gaza, any of the mm. Palestinian authorities, it, uh, to enter into our country. Where does that stand? Do you know? The Gaza Act. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. We were reading about that a little bit when I was at the White House yesterday. Um, it's certainly getting some pushback from people because the idea is you have these special interest aliens, as we were just talking about. Not all of them um, are people who adhere to the same beliefs as their government. Many are seeking refugee, you know, refuge in the United States, wanting to distance themselves. So it's going to get a lot of pushback, uh, but it's making waves because people in the United States are scared. Yeah, uh, Alex, thanks so much. Appreciate it. And when Ron DeSantis is leading the charge on that uh, among the candidates, and one of his points is, look, uh, they might not all be Hamas, but they're anti-Semitic. We don't know who they are. This is not the point. This is not the time now to take any chances. I think it's a little bit different with Afghanistan. We were there for 20 years, and you have all these, uh, you have all these, allies, uh, yeah. all the allies, but you have all these uh, examples of them showing loyalty in the past, whether they were interpreters, uh, whether they actually fought with us, the type of positions they had with the government that was ousted because we left. But that's a lot different than now. I'm, I'm, with, I'm in the Ron DeSantis camp. See, y'all, what goes around comes around. The only people who are scared is the people that live in these good lives. That, you know, I know some common people might be scared. Or what you scared of dying? Because you ain't got nothing to hold on to. But the most high. And you hear them talking about anti-Semitic. They always want to throw about something. You know, that's the key written the cold words that I be trying to tell y'all about. To understand how hypocrite and how unbalanced these conversations are. They're having an unbalanced conversation and all the, all the heavyweight is on Israel's side. So are y'all going to be ready for this, man? Because I, 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 I've been telling y'all over and over and over and over, we got next. In order for us to get next, something got to happen. That's what scripture said. We got next. And I believe it. I have faith in that. If I didn't have faith that this is going to come to pass, I wouldn't even be on here spending my time, wasting my time. This is trying to convince y'all of a lie. But y'all used to lies that America tell you, and then they kind of squander the lies to make what they doing justified, 
and then y'all go and believe that unjust injustice lie. Let's analyze some more. See y'all, y'all playing games. Y'all playing games. Y'all bluffing. Y'all ain't seeing the big picture. Y'all going around in circles. But what now? What you talking about, Faye? What you talking about? I got some hard news for y'all young fellas. I got some hard news for y'all young fellas that look like me. And the bad thing about it, it ain't even gonna have, it ain't gonna have no benefit on you. Let's analyze. With the rumors of war going on right now, it's good for people to know what Biden signed. So President Biden signed an executive order enabling all qualified Americans, all qualified Americans to serve their country in uniform. Now this is an executive order and it does mean, it's very clear here, that gender identity should not be a bar to military service. So that means it doesn't matter if you're trans, if you're non-binary, you are required to serve too. And with the rumors of war going on and the boundaries that have been stepped over and what's happening and brewing right now, and this is, this is, the end result is evident is what I'm trying to say. But did you know that that executive order was signed in? And it wasn't signed in yesterday either. This was 2021. So if you want to see a video on who would be required, comment below. All you patrons. See y'all, this is what, 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 what y'all don't realize. And this is for the black man, the Latino man, and the native Indian man. Why are you going to risk your life on a country that don't give up about you. They made law for you to fall and then they got a nerd to act like they tell you what to do. Well, y'all under slavery now. Y'all still under slavery. Y'all got to go fight the war. Why I'm going to fight a war that I ain't got nothing to do with? Why I'm going to fight a war and you go over there and send Ukraine $6 billion and we still got hungry people up in here. We got homeless people up in here. Why I'm going to fight a war and you ain't even kicked the, you keep kicking the can down from, from the budget. Why I'm going to fight a war and you ain't even in the right position for us to be successful in winning the war. Hmm. See, y'all, y'all, I don't know what y'all doing. I don't know what y'all thinking. Oh, I ain't going. Well, you better be on march. Y'all better stand. Y'all better stand deep. And it should. All black men shouldn't even go into the military. All black men shouldn't even draft. Don't even recognize the draft. I'm not a citizen. I am not a citizen of this, this, this country. I am stolen property. I am stolen property. I am in prisoner of war. 
But they got you so much in a delusional state that you think that they care about you. They, they, they got the mindset, fam, and say they don't give, want to give you no reparation, right, for all the wrong they did. But you can go out here and fight this war so they can continue their evil and wickedness. Why are you going to fight a war that continue with evil and wickedness? Why? I don't understand that, fam. Let me know. Drop me a line. Anchor.fm slash phase five. Instagram phase 380. Let me know. Now, yeah, we already see the stir up in Africa and France, right? And America putting their nose in. We already see the stir up in Ukraine and Russia. America putting its nose in. We already see the ruckus between China and Taiwan. America got a nose in. We already see the situation between Haiti, Haiti and, and Kenya. America got a nose in it. Now, if her nose in everything, she's spreading her whole self thin. Why are all y'all people out here talking about I love my country? You go over there and fight for your country because your country don't give a damn about you. They gave Ukraine $6 billion, y'all. And continue giving them billions of dollars, y'all. We sitting up here hungry, sapping up for gas, trying to live, trying to get checked, and then they give us a little money and then upgrade the grace. Up, uprate the light bill, the gas bill, the heat bill, food bill. You know what I'm saying? When so y'all fighting for that? that I, that's why I want to explain. What are y'all fighting for? Why, why are y'all going to another country fighting for something that these people over here don't give a f- about y'all? I don't know. Tell me. Because they can't make you do nothing if we a million man deep on my brother's keep. Come knocking at some door, let them know, uh-uh, we not fighting y'all war. And that's what some of y'all need to get rally up now. An organization that black men and black women are not fighting in war. And Latino men do the same thing. And Native Indian men do this. We're not fighting your war. And see how and see how their mindset will be now, fam. Because the Bible already said nation's gonna be against nation. And if y'all think you as a lonely Native Indian, or you as a lonely not um Latino because right now we we got three in our camp and Judah and Judah we you know Judah we we the we we the sh- and we don't even realize we the sh- 
That's the main thing about it. We the high Judah, the, the ones that in America, most of us. We the high, we the high ranking, and we don't even look at it like that. We 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 came from the same bloodline as Jesus Christ, but we don't even look like that. So why is it was so important in the scriptures about when they start talking about the bloodline? Because it was important. So I don't know what y'all gonna do with this 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 right here. They come and act like they're going to force you to fight and, and like this. Okay. If you want to fight, you put all the Caucasian men up front first. All the Caucasian men and all the Caucasian women go out there and fight first. But no, they want to sit back in there and regulate and start uh, giving you plays from the sidelines. That's what they want to do. They don't want to get in the game. They want to throw plays from the sideline up, up, up on the coach's box. When is the mindset that y'all know that y'all going to put yourself in a bad situation because they already trying to kill you off now? If you listen to my last podcast, they say they're expecting 6,000 people to die. So when those 6,000 people die, they need to come and get another 6,000 people so they gonna die. Because 6,000 people gonna die a day. That's, that's what they predict. So, you gonna, and, and your chances of dying is more efficient over there than over here. They don't even, these people over there, they ain't did nothing to you. So why I'm going over there to Israel and fight Israel war? You tell me that. Why would y'all go over there and even put y'all nose there? I'm talking about black man and black woman. I'm talking about, that's who I'm talking to. Native Indian and Latino. Y'all need a piece of paper too. Why? Y'all need to y'all need to rally up, man. And y'all think it's a game. I keep telling these sisters, man. I keep telling y'all. Y'all gotta calm it down to find y'all man that's thinking and in the most high work spirit. Because you're gonna need a strong man of God. Not no fake watered down, brother. A strong man. And if you don't know, have mercy on you. If you don't see it, have mercy on you. And if you got it and you don't appreciate it, have mercy on you. I'm telling y'all, it's going to be nasty. Are you ready? Say never. The 
voice of a responsible, educated, non-biased person says, togetherness. There is no other way until justice is blind to color, until education is unaware of race, until opportunity is unconcerned with the color of a man's skin. Emancipation will always be a proclamation, but not a fact. <laughs> you see, prejudice squints when it looks and lies when it talks. Damn fool, tell them don't get Prejudice bastards. Prejudice bastards. Prejudice bastards.